The following program comes to you from the MNL Studios. Welcome in to the Mark and Linda podcast. Good to have you. Skeeter, how are we doing? Good. Nice. Uh, today, comments with Skeeter on this day in history. Not bad. Itty Bitty Theater. Mm, it's a good one, too. From Vicky B, you hate to hear it. No. Another round of... <laughs> what year is it? Oh, great. A fun game. Not really. It's called The Last Page. How's this for nostalgia? Skeeter has a Viva Las Vegas quiz game. Uh, It's only five questions, and upon further review, not so much about Viva Las Vegas. Or Elvis. Information I could (laughs) have used yesterday. What is the rudest time to have a wedding? I know. Football season, and both of my children did it. Who is the sexiest celebrity you don't find attractive? There is a problem with self-driving cars. How low can a father go? What are the drunkest countries in the world? Oh. And what three piece of advice would you give to a college grad? All right, so setting the stage, it is Memorial Day weekend. It's we live hot as fuck here already. It is. It is. And by after we get back from lunch, that lake will be packed. Oh, yeah. There's already people out there. It's quite busy already. The last time I looked, the humidity was at 54%, mm. and our dew point was 67 you know you're in trouble when the dew point is more than the humidity. Didn't know that until I knew you. Well, that's why when we walk outside right now, your hair just falls flat and you just immediately start sweating. Here's the advantage of having hair like mine. It just stays the same all yeah, the time. it does. It looks good. Yeah, thanks. We both got haircuts this week. We did. Yeah. We get our haircuts by the same person at the same time. I mean, she goes well, first. No. Go, mm-hmm, okay. So listen, before we get started, mm-hmm. there's been a lot, a lot of controversy about last week's what year is it or what is that that we do? What year is it? Okay. Uh, Nick on Twitter says, last week on what year is it segment, you got the 1982 category correct for Rosanna by Toto and Blade Runner being released in 82. Mark said the answer was 85, but he was mistaken. Mm-mm, not. Are you sure? People, listen. Well, it's not when it's not when the record was released. It could have been released in 82 and still have been popular in 83. People, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I, I want to kill all of you. <laughs> I don't make up this game. I get it from Sal Serencioni's website. from the internet. <laughs> Premier Radio News and Prep. And what Linda said is true. Yeah, the song might have been released in the year before, but it was a hit at that time in that year. Good God, it's a game. Would you stop questioning it and just go with it? Stop reading into it. I really do want to kill all of you. You know what? Mm-hmm. Not if the answers are going to be wrong. They're not wrong. <laughs> They're not. You know what? 
you know what? I'll take my podcast and go home. Uh, okay, one more thing. I'm going to read a comment and before the comments. This is funny. Sally Jane says, Linda, please get Mark to a geriatric neurologist immediately. If he has never seen one, they can get a baseline for a starting point. If he has a relationship with one, they can do what sounds like a much-needed checkup. Mark, sorry I apparently offended you by calling you an ignorant fuck. Even with love, I feel bad for making fun of someone who is losing their mind. You know what? I listened back to that uh, this week, and I still don't know what the point was. Oh, Jesus. Go through it again, because you missed it. Somebody missed it. I didn't. No, no. you. It, well, was from, it wasn't from last week. It was a comment from the week before. All right, so what was it? I, I don't have that comment with me right now. And you don't remember the scenario that I supposedly missed? It, it was just... Yeah. I don't miss anything. And then you can't remember the caller's names and you can't remembering stuff. Last week was a, a rough show for it you. It was not. You <laughs> act like this new. I don't remember people's names. I don't need to remember people's names. Oh, okay. I don't. Uh, Susan, Bob, Steve, you'll answer to what I call you. Troy, Cece. Whatever. <laughs> I eventually understood that it was Cece. She is a valued I don't want to say valued. She is a listener and she She's does participate. Valued, but not really. And CC. she sends stuff and, and it's much. And what about Troy? You've met Troy. Troy was good. He sent me a funny email after mm -hmm, last week, mm -hmm. but I still don't know who he is. I know you don't. I do, though. Well, good for you. Yeah. That's that's great. Uh, okay. So um, Linda says to me, uh, well, I should go back. So, uh, Mark and Brian days, we did a broadcast from John Travolta's house and we're standing in John Travolta's pool. Don't ask. John Travolta and I. And I said to John, you know, it seems like you guys are really happy and everything's great. And, he, and, and I said, is there a key to it? And I'm pretty sure what he said was a Scientology lesson, but he said, you should always have something to look forward to. Now, the reason I never forgot that is because it made perfect sense to me. And by that, he means have something to look forward to later today, tomorrow, next week, next month. And he said, if you don't have something to look forward to, create it. So, and that's really true when you think about if you're sitting there and you've got nothing to look forward to, that's, that's not good. You've all, we've all got to have that thing coming up, whatever it is. I'm looking forward to this. So Linda says to me, she really didn't have a John Travolta right now. Well, no, because Red is older. Yep. And we're not doing much of anything because... Worried about him. We're worried about him. and He's just old. To which I said, you know, we could be waiting years for this. We need to go because we have a great kennel. They take... I mean, Red is a VIP. Red never goes to his crate. They put him up front mm. in the office with them. You mean his suite. So I said, we need to go and start doing our stuff. And so Linda says this, and so now we are going to go to New York, yes. which for us is a, about an hour plus. Uh, the problem for us is getting into Newark Airport. We're almost always delayed because of weather mm -hmm. with Newark. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're going to go early. But the main reason, Linda has been wanting to go see this show on Broadway, Share. It's called The Share Show. Yeah. Share's not coming, but they've got from what I hear, three women who portray Cher at different parts in their life. And it's a big hit. I barely got tick. 
uh, the ones when I bought, there were a total in this room, a total of six tickets available. I got two of them. So we're going to go. Yeah, that's my John Travolta. I, I told can't Linda, wait. I told Linda, get all drunk up because you're going to want to stand and sing and dance. And I think that's the point. And then uh, Lenny's going to join us at some point uh, shopping in New York. It's just New yeah, York. Yeah, it'll be fun. And so whatever the hell it is, we're going to go do it in New York. Uh, speaking of Eleni, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this now and then I'm going to say it again at the end of the show because I know people like to fast forward through comments and stuff. Uh, but next week's show, we will be doing it on Thursday mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. instead of Friday. We're going to be doing it on Thursday, May the 30th at because the same Eleni's, time. Because Eleni's flying. Yeah. So Thursday, not Friday. Yeah. And that reminded me, we were going to do, Matt and I, we're going to do a Game of Thrones podcast. And Matt's concern was, Dad, you don't, you don't, well, first of all, he doesn't call me Dad, he calls me Mark. He goes, you don't know any of the characters' names. You have no business. And I said, it's, it's not, it's not a real podcast. We're just going to sit there and not talk about it. Not a real one. Well, he's <laughs> very opinionated. And I guess I am too, but not so much as him. Anyway, we couldn't work it out. And it's Matthew's nightmare to be on a microphone. He just doesn't like it. He doesn't enjoy being questioned or having to say anything. So we just, and then we couldn't find a time that worked for me and for him. So we're not doing it, but we were, (laughs) we were, and we were gonna take calls and comments on the whole thing. And the uh, names that you do know, you always mispronounce them, so. I think you and I are gonna go today. Really? Oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Start your bullshit in on me. Oh, sorry. No. Are you really? Not bullshit. Okay. Um, Because was isn't her name Khaleesi, and you were calling her Carlisi? What difference does it make? It's just like that thing where the song is released in '81, but I'm talking '82. It doesn't (laughs) fucking matter, Carlisi. I could call her Susan, and she would turn and look at me. No shit. All right, so. uh, my world uh, for a moment auditions so i get you know what i was thinking if you got paid for all the auditions that you do oh, yeah. you'd be a rich man i would be and you know a lot of the auditions come some are good some are just two words one line so had one the other day and it was pretty good and i looked at it and i had a pretty good take on it and so i worked it and i worked it and we go up uh, to basically Katie's room. That's my audition room. Linda runs the camera, and we did it. That's where my cleaning people think we're filming porn. Well, because there's a camera and there's, lights in there. There's a tripod and lights, and Funny. they're like, what in the hell are they doing? So I did it, and it, it turned out, I thought, really well. I thought you would definitely get that job. I, I thought I would, too. Yeah. And it was for a very popular show. Yeah. And so I was pretty pumped about it. And I haven't been pumped about an audition because I said it's a lot of them. There's just not much you can do with a word or two. Uh, but I looked forward to that. And then we're at lunch the next day and I get an email from my agent. Oh, oops, sorry. That role had already been cast. Doesn't need to have your audition. Thanks for trying. Mm. So that one's gone. Yeah. Well, I, I hate that. Well, it, that was good. It, it you know it happens just like anything you do you know it, there, there's going to be knocks nothing's perfect never will be but it did get me fired up and pissed off and I am way pissed and I'll tell you about it in just a minute Oof. in fact I haven't let it go since last night Oof. 
Um, I just want to give you another quick shout out and arguably Billy Bob is a friend, but he has a show on Amazon Prime called Goliath. And it's one of those that I can't stop watching. Uh, written by, you know, I saw the first episode and I immediately texted Billy Bob and I thought, well, the writing on this is great. And then you get to the credits. It's written by David E. Kelly, mm. the guy that's responsible for all those great network yeah. shows. Uh, and so this thing is really, really good. I'm watching one episode a day. Uh, again, it's called Goliath. Billy Bob Thornton, great acting, great writing, well shot, really, really well done. I told you guys this, these days, your big names are moving over to television. There's not a ton of films that, that people are in. America, we're making blockbusters. That's what we do now. Uh, and so a lot of the bigger names, even Meryl Streep has now done television. Amy Adams has done television. Billy Bob, television. So they're moving over there. So if you haven't kind of broken into wherever you want to see your fresh made, it's Netflix, it's Amazon, wherever you find it, um, you're going to find quality work. It's the same, not just for actors. It's the same for writers and directors and, and crew. Uh, everybody's moving over to television. And there's some great, great stuff in there. Mine right now, not saying it's going to be for you. Like, here's what I love. Billy Bob and I are both very sarcastic. And he puts his sarcasm in his work. And I knew that I would love this show because early in episode one, Billy Bob's character sits down at a bar and he said to the lady, give me a cup of coffee. And she said, you look like you've had a bad day. To which he said, shut the fuck up. Give me a goddamn cup of coffee. I'm in there. I'm in. This is me. I, that, I, I, I love that. So Goliath, Billy Bob, hopefully it'll work for you. Okay. Well, I finished watching um, Dead to Me, and it was one of those shows where you hate to see it end. Mm. So I am hoping that there's going to be a second season of it. How many episodes were there? I think there, mm, there might have been 10. Oh, it might have been eight. Well, I don't know, but it was great. And then I watched Beyonce's Homecoming. From, oh boy. From Coachella 2018. Mm -hmm. And I just want to tell everybody out there, we are all fucking losers. After watching that and watching her worth work ethic and watching her perform, it, it was just amazing. I will watch that again. Now, normally on a given night, uh, we'll have dinner and then we'll watch Entertainment Tonight or Inside Edition or whatever we watch. And then Linda will take red and they go up. And then nine-ish, I'll go up and brush my teeth, pee, and get in bed so I can do whatever I'm going to do before we go to sleep. Oh, there's Mark's routine. So I brush my teeth and I'm sitting on the toilet. It's again, oh, Jesus. a typical night. Linda's in bed, as she is every night. But this particular night, I'm sitting on the toilet and I hear from her, you go, girl. I mean, I just, I just could not believe. I, 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 the people out there that have watched it, they know what I'm talking about. No, she was talking to Beyonce, so apparently it is quite the deal. It is. It go is. check it out. Uh, you know my guy, uh, my buddy uh, John Waite. I don't talk with John a lot uh, because he doesn't remember who I am or what my phone number is. But the other day, Wednesdays, I go out to lunch on my own. Linda stays here because the cleaning crew comes. So I'm at lunch, my phone dings, I look at it, it's from John Waite, and John says, how close are you to Panama City? <laughs> oh, I don't, oh, uh, let's see, we're about four states away. 
and i i texted back well i'm i'm in the area when are you going to be there and john texts back i'm here now <laughs> you see john can't for some reason in his brain he can't look on his schedule and see that he's going to be somewhere that i could get to if i had notice oh yeah we would have been on a flight in no time well john apparently uh had a gig here on the east coast and instead and then he had another gig the very next weekend so instead of flying all the way back to california and then all the way back he just stayed in panama city wonder what he did for a week there i asked same question because that's such a tourist town it is i mean he should have gone to like destin or someplace well panama city look the gulf coast it's beautiful it's the it's and i'm including hawaii here it's the prettiest beaches in the united states panama city i wouldn't highly recommend because it is so touristy especially like right now it's is it spring break for people no sweetheart now it, to this weekend today starts you know the uh, unofficial start of summer it's gonna be an absolute nightmare so i wouldn't oh, yeah. i wouldn't go then because you really can't move but it is the pretty the beaches are so white that you cannot walk on them without sunglasses yeah and that's just the way it is and the water because it's the gulf in the morning up until around noon or one you can stand in the ocean and it's like a pond there's no waves you can see fish swimming around your feet and then around noon or one the waves come yeah but it is it is absolutely the water's blue green gorgeous so if you've not seen the gulf go and enjoy once you get out of the gulf and you get midway down the state of florida the water gets a little murkier why well, say that then you're down in miami and that's breathtaking water yeah. it's the prettiest water in the u.s and again i'm including hawaii yeah. hawaii doesn't hold a candle to the gulf that might be fighting words for some people all right so uh let me just get this off quickly because i'm fired up about it i've not let it go and you know how in your life periodically something comes up that just gets in your craw well i've got one so i go to amazon as i do all the time and i order stuff all day every day ordered stuff today and so i ordered because we have one laptop that plays dvds linda needs it for her workout mm -hmm. and the laptop that we've got which is old 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 it's old uh, it's kind of stopped playing some of the DVDs. So I get on Amazon and I order a DVD player cleaner at 42 bucks. And so I'm waiting for that. That, so sh it, that should have given you a clue right there when it was only 42 bucks. So it doesn't come for a bit. Finally, after two weeks, um, and I'm looking on Amazon, the website, because you could track it. And they said it's on its way, taking longer than normal. So then in the mail, we get this envelope, but it's a padded envelope the tiny kind, envelope it was and it's the kind of envelope that somebody would send something of name it wasn't a regular it was padded so i open it and inside is this small note and the note basically says if your item has not yet arrived it soon will and then it went on to say whatever it said and then it ended with have a blessed day hmm. and i thought okay well whatever but there was no signature nothing there was no uh, letterhead have a blessed day. Mm -hmm. I then, a couple of days later, I go look at Amazon and it said my package had been delivered, mm -mm. which it hadn't. I had not received the CD, the DVD cleaner. So I go, Amazon considered the envelope that this person, this seller sent me to be the package. Mm -hmm. So I decide, okay, it's not coming. I'm gonna go 
and get my money back. I go to Amazon, I click on the proper thing. It said unrefundable due to the A to Z guarantee. The only option I had was contact the seller. So I click on it. It's got a thing where you can write. And I basically wrote, the Amazon website says I received my package. I didn't receive it. If you would please honor your commitment and send my item. Uh, And I left that. I then go back and it said, if the seller has not responded to you in two days, come back and we will try to get you a refund. Try. Mm I then read the comments under this seller. There were four comments. Three of them were favorable. One, the third one, was a guy who said, I never got what I ordered. All I got was an envelope. Mm-hmm. Same as us. And those other comments were probably one of his friends or himself that he put up there. Agreed. Because it was really weird how it said, got my item right away. It was. Yeah. Shipped very quickly. Yeah, like, you know, he was making up for his scamish ways. Now, my anger has nothing to do with the $42. As you guys know, if I buy something and I don't like it, I'll just throw it away. I won't even bother to return it. So this is not about the money. It's about the fact that this guy thinks he got me. Trust me. (laughs) I'm going to follow this. to. If I haven't heard from him by tomorrow then I'm going to get on his website or his his comments and I'm going to out him for what he is. And then I'm going to contact Amazon and let them know they have a scammer who is ripping people off. Yep. He sent me an envelope with a note. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was worth the $42. So I'm pissed and I will not let this Listen, go. Listen, I want the money back. You always say I throw it away. I no, no. I will take it, and I will, am the one that will return it because I don't. I don't care if it's five dollars or if it's forty-two dollars. I want my money back. Trust me, I will get that guy is not going to because Amazon does not want to give me back my forty-two because that guy has already gotten it. So he ripped off not only me, he ripped off Amazon allegedly because maybe it'll show up today. Oh, you know what Mary said in the chat? What? Contact the Federal Trade Commission as well. This is fraud. Oh. Awesome. Federal Trade Trade Commission. (laughs) I've already forgotten it. Federal Trade Commission. Yeah. No, I'm going to get this guy, but first I'm going to stop him in his tracks at Amazon. That's number one. Look, Bullwinkle, a message in a bottle. Fan mail from some flounder? No, this is what I really call a message. All right, let's get into some comments. We got you a little taste of Skeeter. Scott Johnson says, when you were talking about disposing of a loved one's ashes, it made me think of my uncle. He had polio as a child, and as a result, eventually he had his hips replaced. Hmm. When he passed, he requested cremation. The funeral home said that his titanium hips wouldn't melt and asked if I would like to keep them. I declined. Jesus. I mean, what what are you going to do with those? No, no, thanks. Good God ashes. Steve K says, so you say Red is getting older and that's why he has to clear his throat. Not a minute later when you start reading off the names for the birthday chicken, what does the RG do? Mm. Soon, Linda, you'll be doing the podcast by yourself and both Red and Mark will be curled up at your feet (laughs) snoring away during their mid-morning nap. Bring it! I am so ready for that. You know what? I came home, we were driving home from lunch the other day and I said to Linda, I could so easily lay down in the bed and take me a nap. Yeah. I didn't. (laughs) Linda from Pico says, Hello, Mark, Linda, and Red. Mark, here is a little bet you didn't know. Did you know that Doris Day's son, Terry Melcher, Melcher, 
was acquainted with the Beach Boys and produced several singles for the Beach Boys in the 1980s and the 1990s, including Kokomo. God. Yes. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I wanna take. Not only did I know that her son was Terry Melcher and that he produced some Beach Boys things, that's why Terry Melcher met Charles Manson. Charles Manson oh. was connected to the Beach Boys, and apparently Manson wrote a song that was recorded by the Beach Boys, or at least recorded in part. So Melcher met Charles Manson. It wasn't just a random murder as I hear it. Mm. So to answer your question, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and we had some very strong feelings about uh, BTS. Mm-hmm. Amber says, love the pop segment. Was dancing in my car. Love all love all you do, especially the guest the year. Thank goodness I have you two to listen to on my commute every week to Parker, Arizona. By the way, not a fan of BTS. I just don't understand the hype. My 15-year-old doesn't either. And then Jane says, ugh, that pop segment this week was long and horrendous. Who listens to this shit? Wow. Hey, it's what I said. Everybody hates pop music, but it makes billions a year. Do you think classic rock makes that? They make about $12. Chris Peter says, just heard Mark talking about BTS, and he couldn't be more right. They are huge. My daughter is obsessed with them, and I have taken her to a concert and behind-the-scenes movies. They are impressive and have sold out shows around the world and in the U.S. And then Jessica says, guys... I'm a silent listener since the 1990s when I was in junior high. BTS isn't going anywhere. They matched the Beatles record for three number one albums in a year. Mm -hmm. They won two Billboard Music Awards and a Grammy. The only foreign artist to do so and write, produce, and mix their own music. I have been listening to K-pop and watching Korean drama since 98. I'm 34 now and regularly travel all over the U.S. to catch these artists. K-pop is huge in Asia, India, Mexico, and now the U.S. BTS is just the most successful and have collaborated with several big names in the U.S. They speak English but refuse to sing in English fully as they want to stay true to their heritage. But I assure you, this isn't new. It is just really big in the past few years. And then our last comment, Cammy says, Hi, I'm sure you know this already, but Luke Perry was in Quentin Tarantino's new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Pumped about it. Yeah. Well, with BTS, I wanted to do a follow-up. Talked about this is the latest, biggest people camped out. They were on GMA. People camped out seven nights to be there so they could watch BTS do this. So I, I looked it up. Do you remember the group Menudo? Yes. Do you remember they had a rule? Once a member of Menudo turns 15, he's out. Wow. Once they start to shave and their voice changes, mm. they're not cute anymore. So Menudo kicked him out. It's much the same with K-pop and this group, BTS. Listen to this. Management agencies in South Korea offer binding contracts to potential artists, sometimes at a very young age. Trainees live together in a regulated environment 
and spend most of the hours of the day learning music, dance, foreign languages, and other skills to prepare them for their debut in K-pop. This, quote, robotic system of training is often criticized by Western media outlets. In 2012, the Wall Street Journal reported that the cost of training one Korean K-pop idol under SM Entertainment averages three million a kid. Damn. Now hear this. In 2015, SM Entertainment reported revenues of $325 billion. And you know those little boys aren't getting paid. Correct. So it sounds as though they're lured in because they're cute or they're or they have skills they're trained when one guy falls out or it's time for he started to shave and his voice is changing he's gone and they pop in the next one it's pop music I wanted, I've got the tune of something else. It'll come to me. Well, I, you know, again, I didn't put it up for you to like it. I put it up so that you would at least know about it. So you wouldn't be stupid. History. History. That happened, and we all let it happen. on this day 1979 the studio version of this song i want you to want me was released but the studio version didn't chart the live version reached number seven on billboard's hot 100 i want you to want me had a long history before the live version was recorded in japan and it became cheap tricks only top 10 single up until that time and became their signature song. Mm. Here, singer Robin Zander talks about how it affected them while bassist Tom Peterson adds a little backstory. It changed our group. It brought a younger audience to us, which is good, but it certainly changed our demographics around and was It was meant, I think, sort of as a joke, as sort of a parody of a pop song, and we'd played it live and close before we were even signed or anything and it was very heavy live i mean to me it sounds ridiculous on that <laughs> second album the studio version because we did a version with jack douglas for the first record it sounds like the Yardbirds or something it's really cool it was on this day in 2007 a tennessee state trooper who had a roadside tryst with a porn actress got fired Mm-mm. James Randy Moss allegedly not only had sex with the woman who performs in porn movies as Barbie Cummings, but also (laughs) he destroyed narcotics during the traffic stop outside Nashville two weeks earlier. Oh, my. Here's the cop and Barbie. 
Oh. I, you know, I, okay, so, I mean, what? What? She was young. Well, she's a porn star, so she's at least legal, but he banged her, and then he destroyed all the narcotics. He liked her. He did like her. Yeah. Enough to lose his job. Yep. I was on this day in 2006. The French audience at the Cannes Film Festival boos Kirsten Dunst portrayal of their Let Them Eat Cake Queen in Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. I've never thought she was very good, mm. so I might have booed with her. It was on this day in 1997. Tim Allen is arrested for drunk driving in Michigan. To infinity and beyond! This day, 1993, Kim Basinger files for bankruptcy protection after a $47.4 million judgment is levied against her to settle a lawsuit. She apparently I, bought an... I, in- oh, sorry. But I think that was because she pulled out of a project or something, and they sued her, and she had to pay the money back. I think you're right. Yeah. And she also bought an entire town. I think it was in Georgia. Oh, so I think maybe she had less money than she might have thought. I don't know. It was on this day in 1991, the original Bird singer guitarist Gene Clark dies at 49. Ooh, wow. On this day, 1974, the song by The Who, Long Live Rock, was released. Pete Townsend wrote Long Live Rock as part of a conceptual project that he started, and it never got off the ground. It was called Rock is Dead, Long Live Rock. Here, Pete Townsend talks about the song Long Live Rock. It's not a very good song, really. I mean, it's a Chuck Berry parody, and... Chuck does his own parodies, doesn't he? His work is a parody of itself, in a sense. It's a continuing revisiting of the same original great idea which will last forever. So, I was intrigued by this. It was on this day back in 1979. Paul McCartney and Wings releases the album Back to the Egg. Mm-hmm. And the reason I, I saw that and I was intrigued because I don't remember hearing the name of that album. And I think we'll all agree. Wings was very successful. Yeah. So, they released this album. I had never heard of it. So, I look it up. There are no hits on it. 
So I go to iTunes and I simply bought the one song that most people purchased from the album, which was only about four. Here is from the album, Back to the Egg. Here's Arrow Through Me. Maybe Jerry Rogers played it back in Savannah. Wow. I've heard this as well. It might have gotten some airplay. Yeah. All right, so if you're all pumped up now, go enjoy and re-listen and refind Back to the Egg from the Boys. It was on this day, 1978, Van Halen's self-titled album, debut album, is certified gold. On this day, back in 1936, Yankee second baseman Tony Lazeri contributes mightily to a victory over the Oakland Athletics of a score of 25 to 2. He himself alone hit two grand slams, another third single home run, and then he hit a triple. Mm. That sets an American League record for 11 runs batted in in a single game. 10, 9, Ignition sequence start. And lastly, it was on this day in 1962, Scott Carpenter becomes the second American astronaut to orbit the Earth. All right. It's time for what year is it? Oh, I thought we were doing itty bitty. Okay. No. All right. We're going to do it. Okay. But not now. Well, you're dying to do it, aren't you? It's a good one. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Remember that year, and I'm going to change it up. I'm, I don't like these. I don't care. Okay. I'm going to change it up for you. I'm going to give you the song last. So I'll give you all three. Now you've made it harder. No. No, I need that song first, babe. 
Why? Well, because that helps me just a little bit as to... All right. Because the movie and, and the song help me. The news clip most of the time don't help me much. All right, here we go. What year is it? First, a classic hit from the year. Wake up, Maggie, I think I got something to say to you. Next, one of the year's top films. Get off the bar and get on the wall. What's my name? Popeye Doyle. If he doesn't like you, he'll take you apart. But he's been known to make mistakes. French Connection. Hmm. And lastly, ripped from the headlines of said year. Joe Frazier beats Muhammad Ali. Wake up, Maggie, I think I so, okay. I'm bouncing around 75, 76. So I'm just going to go with 76. 19. 71. Damn it. I knew I had that one. Oh, you were so close. You were only off five <laughs> years. Yeah, and getting the song first really helped you, didn't it? Well, I thought it had. You want to try it once where the song comes last? Okay. All right. What year is it? First ripped from the headlines i'd like to ask you a question if i may about why you're running for mayor of palm springs i think this city needs somebody who's honest and who can lead it and who shoots from the hip sonny bono mm -hmm. runs for mayor of palm springs and wins it next top movie from said year i'm a tomb i'm not bad i'm just drawn that way who framed roger rabbit who framed Roger Rabbit? And now, uh, a classic hit from said year. Who's singing that song? Cheap Trick. Uh, we had him once on the Mark and Brian program, and I had heard that they didn't like the song Flame because it was a ballad. So I said to him, Word is, you guys hate the flame. And one guy, don't remember who it was, it wasn't Robin Zander, but he goes, oh yeah, we hate it so much, we sing it every single night. <laughs> Wherever you go, I'll be with you. All right. What okay. year? 1980. Seven. And the only reason why I say that is because Amy was born in 89, and then we went to the opening of Toontown, and she was still a baby. That's a good story. I'm going to say 87. So your answer is 87. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure when Roger Rabbit came out, though. What is your answer? 87, goddammit. The year is 1988. You were closer than five years this time, though. Fuck. All right. Next year, first up, 
we give you headlines from said year. Some 60 Americans are now beginning their sixth day of captivity inside the U.S. Embassy in Tehran. So the hostage crisis in Iran. Oof. Uh, a movie, a top movie from said year. Manhattan, starring Woody Allen. What do you mean? That book makes me have to be like Lee Harvey Oswald. It's an honest account of our marriage. And a hit song from said year. With a So you see, all three clips came from the same year. Okay. So your job is to tell me what year that was. 1980. The answer is 1979. Oh, damn it! Now, this is your last one. <laughs> you We're missed on. the first one. I'm by, for three. You missed the first one by five. Yeah. The second one you missed by one. Yeah. Third one you missed by one. Yeah. The law of averages says you're closer. I got it. Here we go. What year was this the headline? Although Mr. Carter strongly suggested that his energy program will be a tough one requiring sacrifice, he gave few specifics as to just what that program will include. All right, so Jimmy Carter is president. Yeah, I don't remember what years, though. This was a movie from said year. And as any more cheery information comes my way, I'll just be too happy to pass it along. In the meantime, just think of this as on-the-job training. It'll be the largest airborne operation ever mounted. Two days, they said. We've been here nine. A bridge too far. All right. The movie is a bridge too far. That didn't help you at all. I have never even heard of that movie. All right. But Jimmy Carter helps you. Not really. And now. <laughs> at all. A hit song from said year. I'm in you. You're in me. Okay. That's Peter Frampton. Good. Unfortunately, that's not what I'm looking for. Okay. So I'm going to say 19... Right. 74, 75, or 76? <laughs> 1974. The answer is 1977. Oh! You got worse. Yes. You're in me. All right. Uh, just for shicks and... Uh, <laughs> Shicks and giggles. Yeah. Uh, just for shits and giggles, what do you say to some nostalgia? Moonlight in Vermont. Now, some of you can relate. In fact, most of you can relate to these. Linda, maybe. She's younger than me. Do you remember when it used to take three minutes for your television to warm up before you could watch it? No. Do you remember when nobody owned a purebred dog? They were all mongrels. Oh. Do you remember when your mom wore nylons that came in two separate pieces? Do you remember you got your windshield cleaned, oil checked, and gas pumped without asking? Yeah. All for free every time. Yeah. And you didn't have to pay for air, and you got trading stamps for your book. Yeah, I remember that. 
Do you remember when laundry detergent had free glasses, dishes, and towels hidden inside the box? No. Wow. Do you? Of course. Wow. Do you remember it was considered a great privilege to be taken out to dinner at a real restaurant Mm -hmm. with your parents? Mm -hmm. Do you remember they threatened to keep kids back a grade if they failed and they actually did it? Uh, I I tell this uh, with great respect. There was a guy that I was with in grammar school when I was in the sixth grade. So was he. His name was Bill Wallace. Bill had been held back four times. Bless his heart. He was 16 in the sixth grade, shaving, and he drove to school. (laughs) Loved him. Couldn't have been a greater guy. Studying was just not Not his his thing. thing. No, didn't didn't love it. Uh, Do you remember when no one ever asked where the car keys were? Because they were always in the car, in the ignition, and the doors were not locked. Do you remember playing baseball uh, with no adults to help the kids with the game's rules? Do you remember stuff from the store came without safety caps and seals because no one had tried to poison anybody yet? Yeah. Do you remember summers filled with bike rides, hula hoops, and visits to the pool, and then eating Kool-Aid powder with sugar in it? Mm-hmm. Do you remember candy cigarettes? Yep. Wax Coke-shaped bottles with colored sugar water inside. Yes. Soda pop machines that dispensed glass bottles. Mm -hmm. Coffee shops with tableside jukeboxes, blackjack love, and teaberry chewing gum. Do you remember home milk delivery in glass bottles with cardboard stoppers? Nope. That's how I found out about Santa Claus. Every night, my mother would fill out this white sheet of paper. It was long. And she would write down she wanted how many milks and how much cheese and how much butter. And she would hang it on a clip outside the back door. The milkman would deliver it. It would be sitting on the porch the next morning. (gasps) The milkman was Santa Claus? Yes. And then that Christmas, Santa left me a note. And he said, Mark, you've been a good boy. Take all these, whatever it said. Signed, Santa. I noticed, because I watched my mother fill out that milk thing every day, I noticed that this was written on the back of that milk delivery thing in my mother's handwriting. Oh, no. Well, she didn't think you were paying that much attention. I'm six and sharper (laughs) than her. Kicking ass up in here. Do you remember spending the entire evening catching fireflies in a jar? Yep. Do you remember having a weapon in school meant being caught with a slingshot? No. Saturday morning cartoons were not a 30-minute commercial for action figures. Yep. The worst embarrassment was being picked last for any team. Mm -hmm. And lastly, it was a great day when you would simply put baseball cards in the spokes of your bicycle. Oh, yes. And it was a motorcycle. Yep. You remembered all those, huh? What is that, some sort of age joke? (laughs) Are you insinuating that I'm old? (laughs) All right. Introduce Itty Bitty. Oh, oh, and now a very funny Itty Bitty. Good day. 
I'm Jonathan Pussyhole. Oh. Good to have you. Today, we venture down the boards of theater as we give you The Blind Cowboy. An old blind cowboy wanders into an all-girl biker bar by mistake. He finds his way to a bar stool and orders a shot of Jack Daniels. After sitting there a while, he yells to the bartender, Hey, you want to hear a blonde joke? The bar immediately falls absolutely silent. In a very deep, husky voice, the woman next to him says, Before you tell that joke, cowboy, I think it is only fair, given that you're blind, that you know five things. One, the bartender is a blonde girl with a baseball bat. Two, the bouncer is a blonde girl. Three, I'm a six-foot-tall, 170-pound blonde woman with a black belt in karate. Four, the woman sitting next to me is blonde and a professional weightlifter. Five, the lady to your right is blonde and a professional wrestler. Now, think about it seriously, cowboy. Do you still want to tell that blonde joke? The blind cowboy thinks for a second, shakes his head, and then mutters, Well, no, not if I have to explain it five times. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Until next time, John the Pussy LCs. I want to thank Cindy for sending that in to us. Always appreciate it. Content, free content's good stuff. But now, you hate to hear it. Ugh. A man who farms near Pender, Nebraska. I was still in Jonathan's voice. Yes, you were. A man. (laughs) No, why don't you read that you hate to hear it in Jonathan's voice? It's too long. It's just too much. I'd lose it. A man who farms near Pender, Nebraska, went to extraordinary lengths to save his own life after his leg became trapped in a machine. Oh, God. On his farm. No, 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 no. In the early afternoon, hang on, let me get some coffee. I'll just let you sit with it. <clears throat> Slurping your coffee. In the early afternoon of April 19th, Kurt Kaiser, a lifelong corn, soybean, and hog farmer, was transferring grain from one bin to another when he stepped into a grain auger. Mm. The machine ate away no. at his left leg Mm-mm. and sucked the 63-year-old toward the machine. He said, quote, I didn't know what to do. I was afraid it was going to suck me in more. I about gave up and let it do what it was going to do. Then the farmer pulled out his three-inch pocket knife And hacked away at his leg. Quote, I have had other incidences. I try to hold my cool or figure out how to make the situation better at the time, he said. It's hard to describe. You want to survive and you do what you need to do to survive, I guess. 
Kaiser saw the machine remove his foot. Ah, okay. From his body and continue to tear away at his flesh. Yeah, uh, but wouldn't you think at that point he would pass out from the pain? One would think. I'm about to pass out. About eight inches below his knee, he found the smallest connection of tissue and determined that it was his best chance to free himself. Who has time to think like that in that situation? He sawed away at the muscles and nerves, cutting through a half inch to an inch before he was finally freed. Okay. He said, quote, the bone stuck out down to my ankle. That's what I was hanging on to as I was trying to get myself out. Mm. Once free, Kaiser crawled 200 feet to the nearest phone. He called his son, Adam. And why wasn't he like bleeding to death? How was he able to do all of this? He called his son, Adam, who was on the local rescue squad. Adam was the first person to arrive at the farm. He helped take his father to town. Kurt was then flown to Bryan Medical Center's West Campus in Lincoln, where one of Kaiser's two daughters is a trauma nurse. She wasn't working that day. Kaiser spent a week in the hospital and two weeks at the Madonna Rehabilitation Hospital in Lincoln. He returned home on Friday. What I like is his take on the whole thing. He said, quote, everybody says you seem so upbeat about this. He said, I've been in Madonna for two weeks. Some of these other patients won't ever get out of their wheelchair. What they've got is what they are. I know that I'll be walking again fairly normally. Other people won't, Aww. can't. Oof. So you take a guy, he lost his leg, but he looks at the, I'm not as bad as this. Yeah. I'm gonna walk, prosthetic, but I'll walk. Oh, by the way, he went right back to farming the moment he got home. Mm. So, it's a, well, you, okay. you hate to hear it with a positive note. No, I, I need to lay down with Red now. <laughs> Red, how's the show going, buddy? All right. At least he opened his eyes. All right. Let's get to it, shall we? Hollywood Hotel. Good evening. Just a moment. I'll connect you. All right. Movies out this weekend. I've said. Oh, there's, uh, there's two movies that I want to see out this weekend. Now, I've said. Uh, with movies, a lot of times when you see a movie being overly hyped, meaning the entire cast and crew is everywhere, uh, sometimes that's a bad omen. Yeah. Meaning the studio realizes they got a piece of shit, so we're going to promote and try to get our money back on opening weekend. Uh, it is Memorial Day, so big, big film. Mm-hmm. It is Aladdin. Mm-hmm. This stars the only person you know is Will Smith. By the way... Oh, no, they've been promoting so much that I know the other two, too. Uh, this movie was directed by Guy Ritchie, Madonna's yep. ex-husband. Yep. Patrick Stewart pursued the role of Jafar after turning it down in the 1992 version. According to Rotten Tomatoes, what did they give the musical mm. fantasy Aladdin? They don't like these remakes. And Amy saw it last night and loved it. Amy loved Dumbo. Is bad because Amy loved Dumbo. So I'm going to go with 
According to Rotten Tomatoes, Aladdin is fresh at 60%. Is that good? Not great. It doesn't seem great. If it was at 59, it would be rotten. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. So, I mean, there it is. Yeah. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's the reason to go eat popcorn and Coke. It's beyond that. The kids will love it. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Who's going to go see this without, well, you? I will. I'm not. I know. I just can't. Okay. Science fiction category, Brightburn. A child from another world crash lands on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proves to be something far more sinister. I've never even heard of this one. This stars Elizabeth Banks. It says this is a horror take on the Superman story. Rotten Tomatoes. 85. 63. Ooh. More than Aladdin. Uh, book Smart. This is the one I want to see. It's a comedy. Yep. It says, on the eve of their high school graduation, two academic superstars and best friends realize that they have worked, that they should have worked less and played more. Determined not to fall short of their peers, the girls try to cram four years of fun into one night. This stars Beanie Feldstein, Lisa Kudrow, and Jason Sudeikis. Olivia Wilde makes her directorial debut with this film. Beanie Feldstein is the sister of Jonah Hill, and Jason Sudeikis is married to director Oliver mm-hmm. Wilde. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Olivia Wilde. Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so I'm going to think, I think that they're going to like this movie, so I'm going to give it a 98. 99. Ooh, one point better. Rotten Tomatoes. So there it is. Funny, funny. It is Memorial Day weekend, which means... When you bite into an Oscar Mayer hot dog, what do you taste? Diggity! It is officially hot dog season. According to the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, hot dog season begins Memorial Day and then ends on Labor Day. And where are a lot of these hot dogs eaten? Ballparks, of course. Major League Baseball fans are expected to consume 18.3 million hot dogs and nearly 4 million sausages this season. Have you heard of the Dodger Challenge? Yes. What is it? Uh, how many hot dogs? Uh, no, isn't it you eat the... I don't know. I don't okay. Know. You sit. In a, <laughs> I have heard of it, but I'm not quite sure what it is. You sit in a special section, I'm told, of Dodger Stadium... And with each inning, you eat a Dodger dog and drink a beer. So you, Oh, it's the beer that would get me. So you stay for nine innings. You have eaten nine oh, no. Dodger dogs and had nine beers. What if it gets out sooner than nine innings? It never does. And I don't know the rules, but I think they said if you can do it, it's free. I don't know. All right. Now, question, are you going to... Oh, nope, 55 bucks for the spot. Oh, okay, 55 bucks at Dodger Stadium. And they stop selling alcohol after the 7th. You know what? Okay, $55, nine hot dogs, nine beers. That is such a deal. Well, you know, you'd only get seven because they quit serving alcohol after the seventh inning. Not if you paid your money. It's nine dogs and nine beers, period. Mm. That's it. And do you know who could do it? Danny. I thought Danny did it. No, not that. He could eat. He loves competitive eating. Yeah. Anyway, 
apparently uh this weekend memorial day is borderline rude of the newlyweds these are the rudest days to get married ranked from borderline rude to absolutely rude okay memorial day borderline labor day pretty rude because you're ruining people's three-day weekend correct july 4th weekend super rude yeah thanksgiving almost the rudest and christmas absolutely ridiculously rude yeah but what if that's the only time that your family gets together and you can have a wedding sorry it's no excuse uh they're inviting you not to come well yeah people have plans right you're gonna what you're gonna have a house full of relatives oh i'm sorry i have to go to a wedding it's just not gonna happen yeah and we knew somebody i forget where maybe it was mark in the morning uh, somebody had a wedding on Thanksgiving weekend and they were going to pass on their thing. They were going to go to the Thanksgiving yeah, weekend well, wedding. Uh, yeah. I'm out. And speaking of weddings, it appears that bridal crocs are a thing. Bridal sequin crystal clogs, which are basically fancied up crocs, mm-hmm. are available to you on Etsy for $119. Hey, you know what? The bride can wear any shoes she wants to. Absolutely. Yeah. 119 for Crocs. Down in Florida. A Florida man who ran a red light and then refused to stop for cops thought he had a perfectly reasonable excuse. Cops saw David Herring drive his pickup truck through a red light and then they attempted to pull him over. Despite the flashing lights and the sirens, Herring ignored the officers and kept going. Eventually, he was pulled over and he explained to the officers that he couldn't stop because he was getting a blowjob from his girlfriend and she wasn't finished oh yet. Oh, my God. Florida. Florida. I love it. Cameron Jeffrey Wilson had a handgun tucked into the front pocket of his jeans Oh, no. While puttering around his apartment. Why? Why? But the gun went off. Of course. And fired a shot into his testicles. Mm. You know what? The dumbass deserved that. The 27-year-old then hopped into his car with his girlfriend behind the wheel and told her to make a pit stop before heading to the hospital so he could hide the pistol. Wilson who is a 13-time felon, mm-hmm. ended up in the emergency room where doctors found a bag of pot hidden in his ass. Okay, that explains the gun then. All right, now we're getting somewhere. The weed gave officers cause to search Wilson's apartment mm-hmm. where they also found a bag of meth in the pocket of the jeans he was wearing when he shot himself in the balls. Well, there you go. Now, I ask this question knowing you have an answer. I'm not sure if I do. I don't think I Who is the sexiest celebrity that you do not find attractive? Well, we talked about this, was it last week? Mm-hmm. It's um, um, Brad Pitt. And, you know, they're all at Cannes this week, and mm-hmm. they're E! News. I followed them on Instagram. We're showing all these pictures of Brad Pitt, and, and I'm like talking about how handsome he was and i'm like i just don't get it 
So you can't see what everybody else sees. No, no. He has natural good looks. Yeah. Not for you. Not for me. Now you talk about that blue genie and that's a different story. Blue genie. Oh, Will Smith. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, you can find it on YouTube. Linda recorded. Uh, James Corden does a, a crosswalk. Musical. Okay. Uh, it, it's so funny. Every, every one of those he does is hysterical. Look. But I, last night was Aladdin. Well, I mean, I know that James Corden's on at 1237 of all times, uh, but the guy busts his ass. He really does work hard. And this crosswalk musical, it's Aladdin. It's hysterical. Yeah. And you know what? Whether or not I'm going to go see uh, Aladdin, Will Smith, this guy, if you've got him in your film, he will stop at nothing to promote the project. And he does on this. It's great. They were out there shooting that all day long. Oh, yeah. That yeah. took forever. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of Will Smith, if you want to follow someone fun on Instagram, follow Will Smith. Oh, is he fun? Uh, he is. It's a great time. So he's just not about promoting. He's he's fun. He's fun. But he does promote. Yes. They, they all promote. Uh, okay. So for me... The sexiest celebrity that you don't find attractive. It's uh, Modern Family. What's her name? Vieira. Vieira. What's her name? Um, Sophia. Sophia. Uh, I don't get it. I, I, I see that she's attractive and great, great boobs. I completely don't get it. I'm not attracted in the least. Yeah, well, everybody has their person. Yeah, and, and, and that's not for me. Okay. It is the yoga pants procedure is what they call it. Yoga pants procedure. It seems there's been a spike in people getting liposuction so they look good in their yoga pants. Here's an idea. Just work out in your yoga pants and then you won't need liposuction. These days, I see it all the time. You'll see a woman or a guy and they're wearing yoga pants or workout clothes and you know for a fact they have not worked out. It seems to be the thing. You put on workout clothes and go out in public so people will think that you've worked out. Do you think we don't know when we see that fat ass hanging off of there? Hey, 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 that's why they're working out. But that's the point, they're not. I think some of them, like when I'm at the grocery store and I see them in their workout clothes, they look to me like they have just come from the gym or walking or doing yoga. I will say something that I find disgusting no, uh, in a restaurant or in a place, fast food primarily, and there's a guy in front of you in line and he clearly has just worked out, or it could be a woman too, and he's covered in sweat. That's nasty. That's just fucking nasty. Yeah, you, so in your mind, you just had a nice workout, you want to get a protein hit, so you go, uh, you're really sweaty and you're in a public place where other people have to see you and smell you. I don't think it's proper. It's just me. I could be wrong. Mm, yeah. So, Linda, mm -hmm. yoga pants procedure. Okay. Here's another reason to book a vacation. Oh, wait. I thought you were going to tell us something about the procedure. Well, it's liposuction. Mm, okay. I don't, I don't wear my uh, workout pants out of the house. I mean, I, I work out here in our gym, mm -hmm. or if I go for a walk, I I always change my clothes. No need. You're looking fine in those things. No need to work out? Okay, great. 
no need to wear your yoga pants or work out for your yoga. You look good in your yoga pants. No need for the yoga pants procedure for you, Miss yes. Thing. Thank you. Okay. Night and you and blue Hawaii. Here's another reason to book that vacation. A new survey found that vacation sex is hotter and better. Oh, yeah. According to Hotel Planner's Summer Vacation Habits Survey, 34% of Americans said that sex is better than usual while on vacation. Well, yeah, because you don't have any work worries. Right. Or if you leave your kids at home, you don't have your kids with you, you know? It's the perfect situation. Yeah. Plus, you're not in the same place doing the same thing. Right. There's a little variety involved. Right. Unless you're in a car. <laughs> Plenty of people are taking full advantage of the autopilot feature in Tesla cars. The feature helps drivers stay safe and reduces fatigue, but some drivers are relying on the autopilot too much and they're getting in trouble. There have been reports of couples having sex while zipping down the freeway in oh, their Tesla. Of course. And police have had to pull over drivers who were, get this, in their Tesla. Tesla's doing 70 and they're asleep. <gasps> wow. Yep. I, uh, no. Self-driving cars, man. Mm. All right. Under the category of how bad can a father get? <laughs> 40-year-old Brian David Korcher called police in March to report that a home intruder attacked him and stole $700 from his daughter's cookie sales oh. from Girl Scouts. Investigators were skeptical of the man's story, and Korcher eventually copped to the fact that he took the money himself, and he went and spent it on an erotic massage. I thought you were going to say a prostitute. <laughs> he made up the story about the robbery because he had no other way to explain why the money was missing. Gorcher was convicted of filing a false police report. He's been ordered to serve 80 hours of community service. He is on probation for 18 months. Oh, and by the way, he lost his wife. She filed for divorce oh, yeah. Well, yeah, from him. That's how it goes. I mean, really honestly, what kind of pig are you? Yeah. When you're reaching into your daughter's bag of Girl Scout money yeah. to take out $700... And see, if you're going to use the 700 for something like put it in the savings, but you're going to spend it on a hooker, that's where I draw the line. Right. It's okay to steal. Of course. But just, you know, do it, spend the money on something good. Yes. Like Playboy magazine. There you go. All right. What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor early in the morning? All right. The drunkest countries in the world. I'll just start at number 11 and move all the way up. Number 11, Belgium. Number 10, Finland. But I hear Finland's really happy. If you want to be happy, go to Finland. Number 9, Czech Republic. Number 8, Mexico. 7, Ireland. 6, India. The 5 drunkest countries in the world. Number five, Denmark. Number four, drunkest country in the world, Australia. Number three, Canada. Number two, 
United States, mm. number one drunkest. Italy. England. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'll have a point. Give me a point. Today's question. What three pieces of advice would you give a recent college graduate? First off, you don't have to be so serious about everything. Mm. You don't. Okay. Um, that's all I got right now. Uh, for me, rethink college. <laughs> but no, you've, you're graduating from college. You can't rethink it. Okay. Now that you have your degree, start a fire with it. <laughs> no, no, I'll say this. If you, if you have a college degree, good on you. Uh, a lot of times it doesn't do any good, uh, but I would, okay. All right. Well done for getting the college degree. Now that you have it, choose something that you absolutely love to do and do that and work really, really hard at it. Because if you love it, it's not work. Right. There it is. We've done good work here, Liz. That's right. Well, how come you're skipping over my uh, little Vegas uh, questions here? Oh, shit. Because it's not, it's not in my stack. It's in your stack. Bright light said it gonna set my soul. Gonna set my soul on fire. All right, do the setup. Uh, Viva Las Vegas premiered 55 years ago this week. Wow, I hate it. The hotel that they shot the movie is still there, but it's not the same hotel. Mm. Like all those scenes out by the pool were at the, I forget, but it was at that Vegas hotel. It's gone, sadly. I'm ready. It, wasn't it filmed at the Flamingo? I believe you're correct. Yeah, it's right here. Oh, okay, thanks. It's in one of my questions. Mm-hmm. All right, first question, Mark Thompson. Yeah. While Elvis's character, Lucky Jackson, was a race car driver, yep. what did Ann Martin's Rusty Martin do for a living? Ann Margaret. Oh, sorry, Ann Margaret. What did she do for a living? Yes. Now, if you need, you need multiple choice, I got them. Uh, yeah, go. Cocktail waitress, showgirl, swim instructor. Swim instructor. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky's rival in racing and Rusty's affections was Caesar Danavaz. I don't know. I'm going Doesn't to matter. Say, mm, Elmo uh, Mancini. What noble title did he hold? <laughs> After I just slaughtered his name to death. Is there multiple choice? Count, Duke, Prince. Not Prince. I'll go Count. Two for two. Check me out. Okay, here's some more words. I'm, I'm going to slaughter names. After playing Rusty's dad, William Demarest was Uncle Charlie on TV's My Three Sons. Mm-hmm. Who played Charlie's brother, Bub, who left the long-running show during the fifth season? Walter Brennan, William Farley, yeah. Ray Walston. William Farley. <gasps> Mark, you're all three correct so far. Well, he played Fred on I Love Lucy, and he was the the uncle on My Three Sons for a while. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Prior to Viva Las Vegas, George Sidney had directed Anne Margaret in 1963's Bye Bye Birdie. Yep. Which of her picks did he direct afterward? Kitten with a Whip, Murderer's Row, The Swinger. I'll just say The Swinger. I've heard of none of them. Correct! Check it! All right, let's Check see. it! Let's see if you can get this last one. Viva Las Vegas takes place at the fabulous Flamingo Hotel. Mm-hmm. But which hotel did Elvis headline when he returned to performing in 1969? Do you need the multiple choice? The International Hotel. Correct. You got all of those right, Mark Thompson. I just want to say, honka. Bright light said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Well, that was fun, and it did have completely to do with Viva Las Vegas. Some of it did, but, you know, like the un- uh, uncle and all that, I didn't know. And I also smoked the shit out of yes, it. Yes, you did, baby. Uh, just in time for Memorial Day, a new survey uh, found that when it comes to travel, most Americans would rather take a road trip. According to survey respondents, 73% feel that driving to your destination is a much better experience than flying. Well, as long as you're not stopped in dead stop traffic. Yeah. In fact, the average American would be willing to add six and a half hours to their travel time if it meant they could avoid the airport and plane and drive instead. The plus sides of road tripping, Mm. according to survey respondents, scenic views, 69%. Being able to stop whenever you want, 69%, and being able to pack whatever you want, 57%. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, you know, these days... It all depends on where you're going. You know, we fly when we have to. Like if you're going to California for us, or Hawaii, or when you have to fly. Uh, but like when I book a job in Atlanta, which is never, but when I do... <laughs> I, I throw a bag in the car and I drive. Uh, Linda and I are a threat to drive pretty much anywhere, anytime. We've had some pretty good adventures. I love road trips. Yeah, in a car. So, good on you. According to a new study from England, you're almost certain to be disappointed if you go through with enlargement surgery, guys. Oh. Researchers found that most of the surgeries are, quote, ineffective and risky mm-hmm. and the guys who go through with it end up being unsatisfied and deal with big time complications including deformity mm. shorter than before oh damn and dysfunction yeah you don't want that i have seen look look it up if you actually are thinking about it look it up uh, there's nothing but nightmare stories so whoever's saying oh yeah i can add a foot to that they're just going to take your money. Like that guy did on Amazon. Back to the scammer. Let's see if this is worth doing. Not really. I'll just tell it to you quick. A couple of guys, because we got, uh, you got birthday chickens, right? Mm-hmm. A uh, couple of guys were in a steakhouse, and they ordered, they were going to splurge. So they ordered a $290 bottle of wine. The guy brought it. They drank it, thoroughly enjoyed it, 
and then realized the manager was the one that brought the $290 bottle of wine over. He accidentally brought them a $5,000 bottle of wine and they drank it. And it's on him. It has to be, right? 4,500 pounds on the menu, which is actually more than $5,000. Yeah, it's his fault. Mm, yeah, it was. So I wonder, does he have to pay for it? You know what I don't have? I don't have a title for this show today. Uh, you'll figure it out, I'm sure. All right, let's go to this. Well, you'll be pleased this week, Mark. There's a couple of people that are older than you are. Impossible. Yeah. Can't be. Yeah. On 520, Adam turned 28. On 522, Kim from Chico turned 53. Mm. 523, Yvette turned 53. And today, the 24th, Amanda Gleason's turning 41. Chuck's turning 68. Andy M. is turning 57. And Brian is turning 54. And Brian and his wife are going fishing. Nice. Um, so there's one of them. Chuck is 68. Uh, 525, Terry V will be 59. 526, Mike B will be 67. Jesus. 527, Amber will be 42. And on 529, our very own Steeler Tom, mm. I spilled a beer in his Steeler Museum, mm. is turning 62. Tom, uh, you know, look, I'm never, I'd never get on a guy's team. Uh, but I will say this, with no disrespect, I think it's going to be interesting to see how your Steelers get past not having Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. The, the, you mean the Divas? These are the Jesus. two. They also happen to be two of the best players in the NFL. Yeah, but just because you're good doesn't mean you can act like a fucking diva. Okay. I was in the middle of a message you know to Tom. Tom Tom Brady doesn't act like a diva, as far as I know. I was he in shows the middle. up. He talks to people. He knows his shit. I was in the middle of a message to Tom. Oh, sorry. Get back to it. I don't know how you get through it, Tom. Linda completely just, you know, took my thing. But <laughs> I'm not dissing. I'm not dissing. I just think, I, I think even one, like, let's just take Antonio Brown. One of the best receivers. I mean, how do you, one person can't cover that. But then now, Le'Veon Bell, too. These are. Have they been replaced with better, I mean, with good players? I assume there's no better players. That's the point. There's not better. They got Juju Schuster to catch the ball. Oh, Juju. But I mean, how, you know, I just think it's tough. I cheer for you. I love Big Ben. I do believe that whenever number seven's on the field, you got a shot. I just think it's an uphill. But hey, dude, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. Yeah. So don't yeah. even start with me. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, okay, let's uh, do this chicken. You're going to have to pause it. Mm. I feel like I didn't know that. Pause the chicken. Adam, Kim, Yvette, Amanda, Chuck, Andy, Brian, Terry, Mike, Amber, and Tom. Happy birthday, everybody. All right, folks. Uh, get on out there. Have yourself a tremendous Memorial Day weekend, whatever that may mean. What is it? I don't like the word tremendous. Oh, God. Because of Trump? 
I just don't like the word tremendous. I was saying tremendous before Donald J. Trump, so that you know. I do go have a really fun Memorial Day weekend and come back to us. Okay, I just want to remind everybody again, next week's show will be on Thursday, May 30th, same time. All because of Eleni. It's all Eleni's fault. All because of fucking Eleni. Where do they find you for At your... At uh... Lake Norman Linda. Hey, we haven't seen Mama Duck, so she might be nesting. sit on the nest once they lay their eggs they sit there for 30 days and they don't leave it and get this once the ducklings have hatched within the day yeah they're in the water yeah. swimming yeah everybody go have a great weekend we'll see you back here next thursday on the mark and linda podcast. thursday bye y'all It's not a very good song, really. I mean, it's a Chuck Berry parody, and Chuck does his own parodies, doesn't he? His work is a parody of itself, in a sense. It's a continuing revisiting of the same original great idea, which will last forever. To infinity and beyond!